we're back. When I say we, I mean myself. Uh, Jacob is still in, where is he, in Australia? Heading to China soon. So you are getting, uh, you're getting me for the next few weeks. Hopefully I can get a couple different guests on, talk about a couple different topics. Uh, this is episode 26. Again, about to go out the door for work. Uh, wouldn't feel right if I didn't put something out there. Um, I don't know if you guys ever get this feeling, but like maybe it's a form of anxiety, but like the feeling of, to me of not doing something, knowing that I had, I had the 10 minutes to do it and I didn't because I strolled on my phone or I putzed around the house or I just checked on something else that really didn't need to be checked on. Um, it'll, it'll eat at me for the entire day. Um, so that's why I just wanted to hop on real quick. Check in with everybody. Uh, go over a couple things that have been going on in my head. Uh, a couple things to share with you guys. Uh, before all that, we are brought to you by SubZeroPlunge.com. Code be better at checkout. Brothers um, has the inflatable tubs, and he's upgrading to ceramic ones. So if you're if you said the maybe the inflatable one wasn't for you, you can upgrade to a ceramic tub. I mean, they're nicer. They look cleaner. I told them if I ever read it in my bathroom, I'd want that thing in it. Um, it's really, really nice. And then, you know, people, you know, do you need a cold tub? No. Is it way more convenient to do it? And you're going to do it more often because you have one? Yeah, 100%. Very rarely will people ever just put the water on cold just to try it. Um, I implore you to do it. I implore you to try it for 90 seconds, put the water on cold to see how it makes you feel. Um, the feeling that you get afterwards unmatched. It's, I think they, they even, they did just, somebody did a study or something. Then they did directly compare it to doing cocaine. The, the feeling of the, is it the serotonin or whatever gets released is like the same amount as you would doing drugs, but it lasts for, you know, that four hours and the drug lasts for whatever, 30 minutes. So pretty wild. Um, just that feeling alone from it. And along with an, you know, very, you know, a lot of whatever different health effects that I can go over, uh, ad nauseum with you guys, but you guys already know them. So if you're interested in a cold tub, please reach out to subzeroplunge.com code be better. Um, I, I see a lot of things in the media today about, being a man. I don't know if it's just like the feed that I get because of what you like, or, you know, if you watch something or if you talk about something, somehow your phone picks it up and then shows you a video about it next, which is really strange. Um, but there's, it, it seems like there's two sides of the coin. It's either you have to be, um, this quote unquote alpha to where you are the toughest, loudest guy in the room. They make it seem like that's what the alpha is. Um, and everybody has to respect you because you're the loud, tough guy. Um, and then the other side of the coin is you have to be this soft, non-abrasive, somewhat weak individual so no one's feelings gets hurt. Um, and I think that's super confusing to... I guess adults that are lost, but kids too, high schoolers. Uh, I'm having an opportunity at the end of the year to start speaking to some high school students. So it's kind of ever since, you know, I was asked to do that. It, you know, I've been planning speeches in my head and, you know, what do I say to a bunch of kids? You know, what would I want to hear? 
when I was in school 15 years ago, what, what would lead me to be a better person? And I think, you know, being confused about what you see, like you have like the Andrew Tates of the world where you're like, yeah, some of the stuff you says makes sense. Some of them it's like, okay, I don't know if I would go that far. Um, and then you have the opposite side where guys are like the softest thing ever. And you know, they're being dominated by everybody, but that's okay because that's, that's all right. And it's, I, I think you, the thing is you have to find a middle ground, right? You, you can't be a super soft individual, very passive and let anything happen to you because then anything will happen to you, but you can't be macho man, loud douchebag everywhere you go because the louder you are, doesn't mean the more respect you get. We have, there's, I, I see this example with my work, um, with doing line work, basically just construction with, with electricity. Um, for those of you who don't know about it, basically that's what it is. It's construction work with electricity, trying not to die. Um, but you see, like you get a lot of cocky attitudes, which is kind of what you need to get into it. Like you have to be a little cocky because just of the nature of the work, but then you have people that just think they get respect because they're louder and they could yell the most and they can argue the most. And when I step back and I see it from my perspective, the person's seems like they're very insecure or the people that do this are seem like they're very insecure rather. And the greasy or the squeaky wheel doesn't always get grease, right? Squeaky wheel means nobody wants to take that thing out there for the day. Nobody wants to deal with you for the day because you're abrasive and you're loud and you're argumentative and everything has to be your way. Like that's not, <clears throat> that's not how what, what we work in crews. That's not how crews are supposed to work, supposed to work together. And then in life, like if you're that abrasive, tough guy, loudest guy at the bar, everybody watch out, like it doesn't get you anywhere, dude. Um, so it's pretty confusing for, for kids these days to figure out, you know, who they want to be or, you know, a lot of times people just, they mold their life off of, you know, what they see, what they hear, what they agree with, what they think they agree with at the time. Um, so I'm hoping I'll be a voice of reason for these kids and, you know, show them an example of, here's what I think, you know, you can have, we can talk about this. You have both ends of the spectrum and I think you should be somewhere in the middle. You should be able to protect what you need to protect, who you need to protect. You shouldn't roll over, but you don't have to be the loudest guy. You can also, here's a wild idea. you can also be caring and understanding. And what I used to think was weakness is vulnerability, but it actually can be used as a super strength because you can create more rapport with other people. And if you can put yourself actually in their shoes and when they talk, you listen instead of you're always right. The alpha tough guy mentality, you tend to get things more your way. And honestly, it just more people feel like everybody gets their own way. And there's no, like when you get in an argument with somebody, it should never, you should never at the end of it being like, fuck yeah, I beat them. Especially if it's like your spouse, like it should never be. Yeah, I won. Okay. So now you're with a loser and you're still with them tomorrow. And do you really feel that good knowing you argued her, him, whatever, into submission? Like when you really think about it and step back and think about things, it doesn't really feel that good. Right. So if we could all win, that would obviously be idea. Now that's not always going to happen, but I remember one time we were, I was arguing with my wife. This was probably four years ago. We were going back and forth about something and, you know, and I finally just stopped. I'm like, this is not about us, me winning. This is not about me winning this argument about, you know, God knows what it was. Probably something small and stupid, which is what we always argue about. And it ends up like everybody else. It ends up being bigger than it needs to be because of 
misunderstandings and miscommunications, but I'm like, this is not about winning. I don't want to win this argument. I want us to win forever. It's us versus everybody forever. That's how I always thought about it. Or think about it with our relationship. It's like, it's me and you versus everybody else, you know, not in a physical sense, but just in the mental sense. Like as long as we're on the same page, we're always going to be fine. Um, and with like trying to think about more things and try to open more up it, I heard a quote the other day. It talks about, um, battles you have now, right? So we all have battles. My thing was like, I not good with emotions. I don't understand them. I don't get them. It's never been my thing. It's, um, you know, I, I don't try to ever emotion emotionally react. It's always, I try to react with facts and like, so I didn't understand it. Right. Especially with a house full of all these women I have like, motions. It's very frustrating to me with my kids and my wife and and Haley and stuff because I don't understand it. So I've been trying to open up, talk to a therapist, understand what these things are because it just wasn't really, um, didn't really make sense to me as a kid. It wasn't really taught to me. Just, it was a gap in my life that I've never had filled. Um, so, but this is a good way to put it in perspective. The battles you refuse to fight, your kids will have to fight. The battles you refuse to fight, your now your children will be fighting. So if I fight uh, weakness because uh, I think vulnerability is weakness, so I'm never vulnerable. If I fight emotions because I don't understand them, right? Because it's something I didn't grow up with, I didn't have a good grasp on when I grew up. Then now I push that all onto my daughters. Because if dad fought it, now they're gonna fight it because I don't understand it. And it's okay because I've made it this far and I don't need to change. I'm good. Right. I figured it out. I have a nice house, nice vehicles. I have a, you know, great job. Like, yeah, I, I fought, I fought all these things and now look at me, I'm fine. And that's not really a good way to think about it. That's the way I used to think about things. Like if I'm successful, then everything that trumps everything else. But when you think about the things you're not getting over working through, it's going to go, you think about those things going directly to your kids. Right. So my inhibition to understand vulnerability, understand can deep connections over emotional, not, not when I say emotional <clears throat> to me, it's like, oh, you're crying all the time. No, that's not, that's not it. It's emotional and vulnerability is more of understanding what the other person is feeling and being able to express your feelings so that they understand, you know, so with kids, it can be kind of difficult, but taking them away from the situation when they're overreacting, telling them, Hey, I understand. Or, Hey, I messed up. I shouldn't have yelled. You're right. I shouldn't have raised my voice. That's not what we do in this house. We don't scream. We don't get our way. And then I screamed at you. That's not a good lesson. I'm sorry. I messed up. That's being vulnerable to your kid. And if you don't show them these things, then they're not going to show them. And do you want history just repeating itself of your bad habits and your things you couldn't figure out because you thought it was maybe a weakness or you just didn't want to. So now you're going to push all that onto your kids. So somebody has to break the cycle. We've talked about being the one right from, uh, Ed Milet. somebody in your family has to be the one. Um, I had a friend who recently had to go through a, a funeral where her, um, her mother-in-law passed away and I'm like, I was in the same situation, but opposite. I was, I had to go through a funeral, but the father, my father-in-law passed away. So it's like, I'm like, dude, I've been there. I, I was already, I've been in the situation years ago. You have to be the one, you have to be the strong one. You have to be the one that everybody can look at and lean on. Like, and you know, 
typically we all, I've always said like, you want to be the strongest man at your father's funeral. I want to be the strongest man at everybody's funeral. Everyone I go to, I want to be the guy that people can lean on. So I was talking to her about that. Like you have to be the one, somebody's got to be there for everybody. Everybody can't be breaking down. Like you absolutely, you should have your time. You should, you should, you know, share your emotions with your, with your spouse or whatever. But when the day comes, you have to be the one to be the, I mean, some quote unquote tough guy in the room, tough girl in the room, because somebody, everybody's going to need somebody to look at, to look forward to, to lead them to the next thing. And she had to be that one, you know, unfortunately or fortunately she had to be it. Um, and we talked about that and it's a, it's a tough spot to be in, especially because, you know, now you have all this responsibility that you never signed up for. And, you know, you kind of just adopted it. But I think, you know, as Jordan Peterson says, Peterson says, responsibility is life. You know, I get asked a lot, like, why do I do the extra things I do? Like <clears throat> do stuff for the HOA because I, I hate HOAs. So why would I not want to sign up to make it better? Can I get more for us as a community that doesn't make this place look like crap? You know, can I be a, um, a voice of reason, a young voice of reason, right? Cause a lot of these people are a little bit older than me. Um, like, why do you do that? Why do you have responsibility? Why do you do the union stuff at work? If it doesn't pay, like it doesn't pay garbage, right? It, I would make more money just working an extra shift at work once a year than, than do it. But it's not about, sometimes it's not about money, right? It's about influence. It's about responsibility. It's about being better. It's about changing things. So more people like, especially in the community are, like it, especially the younger ones in the community. Cause a lot of my subdivisions like split. It's like you have like 55, 60 year olds and you have the 30 to 40 year olds. So it's, it's not always about if getting paid for your time. Sometimes it's about what changes can you make just with your influence. And, and the more responsible you can be, the more stuff you have thrown at you for me, I think is good for anybody. I think is good because the more you can handle and operate in that chaos of all this shit going on at the same time and you can go through it smoothly at first it's going to be clunky the more things you do it's going to be a fight of schedules of this and that and your wife wants to spend more time and then your kids and this and you're getting all this shit thrown at you and why are you doing all this stuff it doesn't even you know it doesn't even bring in money but you're doing it anyway it's like it's just something i have to do um i just feel like a calling to do more things and to be more responsible and to help more people so like my wife understands it now but anybody going through like doing more stuff, the first thing you're going to get is resistance. And believe it or not, even if you come up with a business idea, like, like I did three, four years ago, uh, with me and Jacob talking about training people, it was met with resistance. Cause my wife's like, I don't want to lose more time with you. I don't want to lose more time with you. You know, that, that balance, you know, balance is bullshit. There is no balance. Everybody wants a hundred percent of you. Um, and that was tough because I'm like, oh, I'm so excited about this new idea. I think we can make X amount of money and we're going to help a lot of people. And we don't like the way training's going. So here we are. And she was upset that I, not that I thought about the idea, but the, the idea of having less time with me. So you're going to be met with resistance anything, on anything you do new. Um, it's just about scheduling, figuring out your timing on things and, you know, eventually working it with your partner or with, with, with your schedule as it is. But the more things you can build into a schedule, the more organized you could be, the smoother it's going to be as well. Um, and the last thing I'm talking about was like how to get back in the groove. I was on vacation for like a week. I got sick on vacation and I woke up every morning hacking up something gross. I don't know what was coming out of me. Um, but 
eventually throughout the day I would get better. And then at night it would just feel like shit. Like it was kind of like that every day. Um, so I got barely trained. Didn't really want to, didn't really want to train cause I felt like shit. Um, I think my body was saying I needed a break, but like for me, like me and my wife were talking like, man, it's just tough to get back in the swing of things. And it is It's super hard to be like on vacation mode, running around, doing a bunch of different stuff. And then, Hey, back to reality, laundry needs to be done. Dishes are here. You need to go train. You got to get back to work. Like, but the best thing I think honestly for it is that first day back is for me is I always try to work late because it gets me right back into my work schedule. And then after that, so I just try to throw on more responsibility um, and then building a schedule out. I tell, I have some people I mentor, I'm like, write this down, write down what you're going to do today, write down what you're going to do for the week, write down, we, you know, we go over like one year goals and, and five year goals and stuff. But when you're getting back in the groove of things, the best thing is to do is scheduling. You know, I think summer's dwindling down, but people still have vacations left, but especially if you travel a lot. Um, I have a client that I mentor that travels a lot and I'm like, I'm always, he's always sending me his, his schedule like once a week because he has to keep a schedule because he's you no, know, he's all over the place. So if you're that type of person and your excuse is I'm all over the place, that's why I can't do anything. Your excuse is bullshit. The excuse is a terrible excuse. You're using it just to negate responsibility. So write things down. I mean, I literally take pen and paper every single day and write stuff down, what I need to do, who needs to be trained, what I need to go back on this workout for this client, respond to this person. And honestly, it's like a feeling of, it feels, if you think about that stuff in your head, it's going to create anxiety. If you put it down on a piece of paper and you cross it off, you actually just feel good doing it and you'll feel accomplished. So one thing I always tell all my, you know, when I, and when I coach coaches, when they start getting more clients, they get a little overwhelmed. I'm like, write it down. Write down all your uh, your clients' names and what they need for the next week, and that way you can build your schedule so you're not, you know, Monday their workouts are doing it's Saturday or Sunday and you're freaking out. It's like it wasn't the point of the job. It's supposed to work it so it's better for your schedule. It's a, it's not a, you know, a nine to five job. It's a you work on your schedule and get it done when you need to get it done. But that that writing things down and scheduling things helps people get back in the groove of life. So. Uh, that's all I have for today. I gotta get, I gotta get to work in about 20 minutes. So sign it off, check out subzeroplunge.com code be better at checkout $250 off saves you. I'm also coming out with a new t-shirt. I'm hoping, uh, Amy can get a couple done next week so I can just see him early bird gets the worm t-shirt, uh, struggled with, um, the design for it for a while now and finally just bit the bullet and hired someone else to do it. And I should have done that a long time ago. Um, heard a quote the other day from Mark Bell, uh, from one of my mentors that, or from one of the people I mentor and they, you know, he simply said, you know, understand what you're good at and understand what you're not. And I don't design things well. I can, you know, I can't draw a picture. Well, I don't do graphic design. So hired it out, got a really cool logo done. Uh, for the early bird gets the worm, a concept I've been thinking about for a while. So those t-shirts will hopefully be uh, available for order within the next week or two. Hopefully before the next podcast I drop, we're going to have some uh, some cool new t-shirts out. So be on the lookout for those. Check out all of our uh, training, obviously, and nutrition. We've been doing a ton of uh, consultations uh, for with our registered dietitian. So if you're looking to get back on track, don't need a, a, a big program, or if you do need a big program, she does four month check-ins as well, or you meet with her every month. Um, if not, she does like uh, about a hundred, hundred twenty-five dollars. She'll do one-time consultation with or without new, uh, macros, I think, or sometimes people want meal plans. So it's a little bit more expensive, but sometimes you just need that one-time kick in the ass 
and uh, a program to follow. She's your girl. Um, Nikki's awesome. So if you want to work with her, you know, after summer, we all get a, probably ate too much outside all the time, not, you know, drinking more than we should. Um, that'll help kind of kick you back in gear. Also kicking people back in gear. We're going to do a dad challenge starting next month. Um, again, summers are tough. People are moving all around. Um, I did my last one like in May thinking it would get guys ready for summer, but it was tough because people, they just get so busy. So, uh, especially before summer, you know, end of school year, beginning of summer or, and, and then the middle of summer. Um, so I'm going to start one now, uh, September, which I put you into the fall, which all the weight we've all put on together, we can all take it off together. So be on the lookout for that as well. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I'm out of here. Be better.